0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family. That is spelled B-L-E-A-V. That is the name of the network we're on, which is why it meets on your favorite podcast probably Believe and the Comedy Bureau Field Report. And, um... I, I joke about them giving us ads sometimes. I haven't got an ad in, like, a month and a half. Or maybe I will. Who knows? Maybe there will be an ad whenever you listen to this, and I hope that is um, both as soon as this episode gets released and then far into the future because this means this podcast has staying power, uh, even though it's news. Um, enough of that. Mishigas, and on to this week's wonderful, wonderful guest, uh, an up-and-coming star in the L.A. comedy scene, uh, I, as someone who is a dear friend of mine, and a uh, someone carrying the torch dutifully of ukulele-based comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we call that a torch? Yeah, you have to. Uh, yeah, the torch... <laughs> The non-problematic torch <laughs> of been, white <laughs> women playing ukulele base comedy. I've
1: been starting all my sets by going, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> that apology came from the voice of Bailey Norton, everybody. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bailey. Sorry for hey, calling you out.
1: Hey, someone's got to do it.
0: <laughs> including yourself.
1: Including myself and especially myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a song called White Girl Ukulele Player. It's exactly what you would imagine it's about.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As, as a ukulele-based comedian, <laughs> not entirely. That's only one facet of your comedy. Thank you. Yes. Um, how do you navigate these trying times?
1: Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm getting ripped apart out there.
0: <laughs> yeah? I'm
1: getting eaten alive out there. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, but people are coming to protest your shows?
1: <laughs> no, not yet. Not to that point yet. People, at any time... I say, like, hi, hello, I did bring a ukulele on stage. I am very embarrassed about that. People look at me like I shouldn't be embarrassed, and I'm like, stop lying to both of us. Mm -hmm. It is embarrassing what I'm doing. Let's just let me be cringe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't know. I think think addressing it hopefully makes it a little less cringe. Mm -hmm. You've seen it. Is it cringy? Be honest with me.
0: It's not cringy, mostly because what you do is very deconstructionist about it. Thank you. I mean, you're like... I fished for that, and thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've done... This is like the 119th one of these. Also, I interviewed somebody else today for another thing. I'm I, What? I'm yeah.
1: not the only one?
0: No, sadly, you're not, Bailey. Fuck. But I don't see that person every week. Okay,
1: well, hmm. I'm back on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of are. You
0: kind of are. Um, no, I mean, I feel like you're... You play ukulele comedy songs that sound like some other ones but if you listen to what you're saying and what you're talking about and the lyrics it is very much satirizing the form itself
1: oh my god i want to put that on a t-shirt thank you
0: yeah what, what font you're gonna pick That's a lot of words
1: i'm gonna pick the only acceptable merch font which is all together now comic sans <laughs>
0: You know, there was half a second where I was like Helvetica. I didn't even get Helvetica. to the. En- get, g- I didn't even get to the end of <laughs> thinking Helvetica.
1: It's gonna be Helvetica New, uh-huh. italicized, mm-hmm. size fourteen.
0: Right. Yeah. No, but Comic Sans. It's that. Comic Sans. You know that there's a person that invented that font who's rich off of that.
1: I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I fucking love Comic Sans. The I most ridiculed.
0: I know SNL made fun of Papyrus, but <laughs> Comic Sans is the most ridiculed font.
1: It is and it shouldn't be. It's like <laughs> making fun of Guy Fieri. Like, fuck you. It's good. Really? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Papyrus does suck. Papyrus is a crazy font. Right. It's bad. It's hard to read. It's somehow pretentious. It's very thin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Comic
1: Sans is like a buddy. It's your buddy. I will
0: say, as in defense of Papyrus, I think it was (laughs) the perfect font for my uh, World History Egypt project where (laughs) I had to make a travel brochure.
1: Yes. Okay. What grade? Ninth. Okay. Yeah. You did the right thing. Yeah. You did the right thing. That's exactly where that font should be used.
0: That and only that.
1: And only that, yeah. And only that. There was, there's a mattress company in my hometown mm-hmm. called Balboa Bed Company. Mm-hmm. They use papyrus. No, Bad. and their beds stupid.
0: Yeah, that I is don't know if that's true. The- <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> I just rip on this like mom and pop <laughs> right, business right, right. in Springfield, Missouri, for no reason.
0: Okay, if you had to give your comedy a font, what would it be?
1: My comedy a font
0: mm-hmm. or a typeface for all you t- oh. graphic designers out there.
1: Okay, so there's a font that I use for everything, and it's an it's an Adobe font, and it's called Meatball. Mm-hmm. Meatball.
0: Please describe.
1: It's just short and squat, and mm-hmm. it's very like it's very unassuming it's like pretty easy to read uh-huh. you know it's sort of squishy looking is it cartoony it's cartoony it's a okay. little cartoony but okay. it's it's friendly it's a friendly little font yeah it like really takes itself like not seriously at all
0: okay yeah and uh is how does that relate to your comedy
1: because um, i
0: think there is an le- element of where you do take it very seriously
1: i do i do but i think especially
0: when you call up boys <laughs>
1: especially by their first and last names
0: <laughs> yeah or i was just saying in general for like as general boy policing oh yeah no yeah. i'm the boy
1: police and that's absolutely <laughs> true um i i think i think i'm very like inviting i think i'm warm i think yeah. i'm a warm presence on stage right. um but i still yeah you're right i still mm. am the boy police i still mm-hmm. have things to say and people to call out you right know? right right Yeah. yeah
0: now, why why in 2022 do boys need calling out on stage? I mean, you know, mm. I, there's no, I can't commit to this. <laughs> I, I, women have it terrible. I'm so sorry.
1: It's okay. Boys have it terrible too, but mm-hmm. we should all call each other out. I just only call out boys though, because it's. I feel like I just get so much I've dated so many stand up comedians, first Mm -hmm. of all, and it's funny to call them out Mm -hmm. that it makes me feel Mm -hmm. like kind of powerful. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Absolutely. It kind of does. Right.
1: I don't know if that's cringy or gross to say, but it kind of does.
0: Did anyone ever tell you that rule about not dating other comedians? Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think that rule is dumb, but also I get it. So what was your relation to that rule?
1: Like I started dating stand up comedians when I was like nineteen. Okay. Which is yeah. fucked up for them. Yeah. They were not nineteen. No. Um but that's kind of like the main group of people that I've dated. Were since you dating did- doing
0: comedy at nineteen?
1: Yes, okay. I was. Um and I don't know. That's just like kind of who I was around. But then people were like, don't date them. Mm-hmm. And I see why. Right. Because I think they, I think there's a lot of things that go mm-hmm. into it. You can get really competitive with each other. Sure. Or even worse, they can be really competitive with you mm-hmm. only. And you're really supportive of them. But they're really competitive with you. And they're mad at you if you do better than them. Right. Um, and also, I think that they can be... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I actually don't think you shouldn't date stand up comedians as right. a stand up comedian. I don't believe that anymore. No. But I do, I did run into a lot of problems with the mm-hmm. competition thing and with just like, mm-hmm. sometimes they can be very self important and mm-hmm. performative right. in a way that isn't conducive to a healthy relationship.
0: Yeah. Especially if you're at different points in your career.
1: Yeah. Or mm-hmm. just in your journey and yeah. life. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Yeah.
0: Um, To be fair. Do yeah. you think, for some other people, you are a cautionary tale of not-to-date
1: comedians? 100%. <laughs> I can't imagine any of my uh, ex-boyfriend comedians... Well, may- mm-hmm. that's not true. I think there are a few of them that, that mm-hmm. we parted ways on very good terms.
0: Yeah, I can think of one.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're probably thinking of the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm thinking of another one mm-hmm. that I'll communicate to you mm-hmm. with my eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, who would probably say awful things about me.
0: Oh, sure.
1: Yeah. But mm. that person,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like one time I got uh, like a hosting gig mm-hmm. in San Luis Obispo mm-hmm. and Instead of being like, that's great. It was, like, really, really early mm. on in me doing stand-up. And instead of being like, that's great. I'm really excited for you. He mm. said, you only got that gig because the Booker wants to fuck you. That is not supportive. That is no. not cool to say.
0: It is not cool to say. No. Whether it's true or not, it's yeah. not cool to say.
1: And it wasn't true. The Booker was a woman who, <laughs> like, was married and had kids. Like
0: Oh, with a dude?
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, like... But in his mind, it was just like, that has to be it. If, if you're getting any sort of career success through comedy, it's because someone wants to fuck you, not because you're good.
0: Right, right. You know what I mean?
1: And it was right. really like damaging to my self esteem and like, yeah. Yeah. To our relationship for sure.
0: Also, yeah. That, I mean, there's so many upsides to dating a comedian as a comedian mm-hmm. that like, there's just all this pre you know, really getting into a relationship like that you don't have to do because you both do comedy. Yeah. You both get while you're not at home. Yeah. And like that you are, you have this creative vibe and like it things. T- stabi- <laughs> well, for better or for worse, stability isn't that important to you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like stability is really important to me.
0: But your definition of stability is different from other people's. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's true. Maybe that's uh, true. like
0: some people it's like unimaginable to them to like not have Monday through Friday clock in.
1: Yeah, that's true. The, the schedules can be like a little like they vary from day to day or really not even. They're just like at night. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, it's not like
0: you go to the same place every night.
1: Yeah. And, you, and you're and you out late mm. and you're like doing something that's like a very independent solo activity that right. involves like socializing with other people. Yeah. Mm there has to be like a lot of trust there or a lot of sure. open communication, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Um. You know, I feel like this might be somewhat of a hard pivot, but not <laughs> much because I feel like we're, we're eventually going to find our way there. But uh, you know, as, as we're, I, I feel like the world is, only part of the world. I was about to say the whole world. The part of the world is deconstructing the gender binary <laughs> of, of people are desperately holding on. Mm-hmm. But even within those sort of, those sets of thinking, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like there's still very much a double standard in comedy between men and women. Yeah. probably. And there's a, there's a, even I think more fucked up standard to women that are, considered attractive by the industry mm-hmm. and uh by proxy er, like the audiences uh, as to say um not only are there large swaths of people that think women aren't funny mm-hmm. they especially think pretty women aren't funny
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so what are your thoughts on that bailey <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i think pretty women and women in general fucking run comedy i think they are the best comedian like i truly think that they're Mm -hmm. the best comedians that we have right i like i think it's so fucked up Mm -hmm. because it is true it Mm -hmm. is true and you can even feel your own bias like Mm -hmm. i feel it too Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm i don't think i'm like i don't add to the problem for sure right but i feel like if i see like a beautiful woman go on stage Mm -hmm. sometimes my first impulse is like Oh but is she gonna be funny Which is fucked up Yeah Which is super fucked up And like just Biases that are so Mm. built in To like Our society And like Mm -hmm. the way That we were like Like especially other women Were raised to like Think about other women As competition And Right You know
0: And that your only value Is your How pretty you are
1: Yeah yeah,
0: which is, I mean, why kind of pivoted because of that uh, ex of yours just saying like, oh, your only oh, value yeah. is that you want to be f- uh, like you, that person wants to fuck you.
1: Totally. Well, and so for me, like, I feel like I don't do well. I'll turn an audience off if I talk about my appearance at mm-hmm. all. You know, like some comedians will go up and the first thing we'll say, they'll mm-hmm. say it will be like, oh, I look like a this guy, this mm-hmm. guy at six, and that's me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sometimes that'll get like a big laugh or whatever. Right. If I comment on my appearance almost at all mm-hmm. um, I will sour a whole room and and sometimes I do it I'll try to be like self-deprecating they don't like that right Um, or if I'm like yeah I'm super hot they don't like that either Ugh. Um,
0: and is that men and or women
1: it's all, yeah it's everyone wow. yeah it's everyone I don't think like that idea that like women aren't funny and that pretty women aren't funny is like a a, a totally male idea mm-hmm. I think it's like Very much everybody thinks that at first. Yeah. But then like if you shut the fuck up for a second and listen, Mm -hmm. like pretty women are, I mean, some of the best comedians that exist. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's such a it's such a an interesting perspective because beautiful women like have this like place on the planet that's very Mm -hmm. uh, vulnerable in a lot of ways. Right. And then hearing about that is so Mm -hmm. interesting. Right. I think.
0: I will admit I it's slightly different. When I see a real good-looking guy be mm-hmm. really funny, same thing. I get mad. Yeah,
1: it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Beautiful people should not have anything to say.
0: <laughs> Cuz it's almost like you are having it all, even though they don't and they have their own yeah, set of Yeah, they inv-
1: don't. They don't. Like some of the hottest people I've ever met like think they look like shit. Like oh, have yeah. do are not thrilled with their lives. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everyone has some thing that Mm -hmm. they can talk about that would be relatable even if they're hot
0: yeah absolutely it may
1: take them like years to uncover that thing that they can Mm -hmm. talk about or like you know even in themselves to be like okay what am i actually feeling as a human person Mm -hmm. and not just like a hot girl like a hot bitch
0: i mean i think after watching several specials between if this is an unfair comparison, please let me know. But okay. uh, between Nikki Glaser and Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. I feel like Nikki Glaser is more relatable.
1: Interesting, really. Yeah. Say more.
0: Uh, because I feel like Nikki is more openly, honest slash brazen about her sex life. Mm-hmm. In a in a way that isn't like pandering or like, oh, look at me. I, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm out there getting my like I as dirty as she gets. I feel like it's always Nikki. Yeah. Whereas Amy, I feel like has built up like a this idea, you know, I kind of feel like Eliza Schlesinger gets into this thing, too, where they like I'm I'm speaking for a lot of women. Mm hmm. And I and I'm carrying that weight on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. So I have to sort of like. Monitor that. Yeah. As I'm doing stand up.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think like I think those three particular women have very different audiences. too. Yeah, they do. Which is something to think about, because I don't know. And I I really like all of them. Like genuinely, I think all of them are geniuses. Um, Amy, I think, has such a huge audience and is on such a huge platform. Like, if I ever post anything on TikTok and, mm-hmm. like, you know, comedian is in my bio, and if people right. are mad at whatever I say on there, they'll be like, oh, Good one, fucking Amy Schumer, Mm. thinking that's anything other than a huge compliment to me. But what it says is that she's the only female comedian that they can remember by name (laughs) in the moment. You know what I mean? Which says something about her audience. It's enormous. And so the way that she speaks to Mm. a crowd that big is going to be different from Nikki, who has maybe a more niche, like, roast battle type Mm. audience. Mm. I feel like Nikki also does this thing where she... She's so hot and she's also mm. like she's openly insecure about her mm-hmm. her looks and her yeah. body, which is like I think like lets people in a little bit more. Like, oh, mm. you look you're a 10 and you like don't feel like it. That's crazy. That is
0: crazy. You Especially know? there did you watch Not Safe with Nikki Glazer?
1: No, I haven't watched it yet.
0: Um
1: wait, wh- is this her newest one?
0: No, it that's the series on Comedy Central that doesn't exist anymore.
1: Oh what? Oh no.
0: Yeah. It was no, great. It was a, great. I didn't see it. So she did an episode on Wikifeet and like people who are into <laughs> feet and she thinks her f- she thinks her feet look terrible. Okay,
1: wait, I knew I knew about this. I've yeah. heard something her talk about this in some on Yeah, some and she like warm. went to
0: like a feet convention. Like people who are obsessed with feet. Oh and, my god. And really? they were like, you know, like some people are in just different type of feet.
1: Okay. Here's something. I'm on Wikifeet. Yeah, babe. <laughs> I'm on wiki feet I didn't know what wiki feet was but I so when you talked about Nikki I can see her feet I don't know why I know what her feet look like right. but I know exactly what they look like mm-hmm. this is not gonna maybe this will make sense let me know if it does or okay. doesn't my feet are like the opposite of Nikki Glazer's feet like hers are very like long yeah mine are like short fat feet like I have like meatball font feet <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. like, but i'm on wiki feet and i have a rating of like 3.5 out of 5 okay which is just okay right that is simply that's exactly fine right you know what i mean
0: how do you even get on wiki feet when like i mean do you, are you have you been on tv no like, i mean
1: yeah yes but not in a, a way that like people would be like
0: oh her let's look yeah. at her feet yeah but where's the image of your feet even
1: at like on my instagram i okay. don't know where anyone even i don't know who would even think to do it but Ooh. like i found out what wiki feet was i was like i'm just gonna see you know how when you google yourself i'm just gonna see <laughs> and i was on there and there's oh a picture my of my feet and it's people are like
0: yeah just okay <laughs> oh my god how does that make you feel that feels it's like bad. violating it feels one. so
1: violating i didn't even know that was like uh like, this is before I knew that feet were hot. Like, feet was hot.
0: <laughs> now you knew- have a complex about your feet? Now, yeah,
1: now I'm like, okay, now I don't put my... I try to, like, crop my feet out of photos. I'm like, I don't want perverts to, like, look at my just-okay feet.
0: Yeah, my boobs are up here?
1: Yeah, my boobs are up here, you fucking perv. You <laughs> sicko. <laughs> um
0: all right i mean not to put this on all on your shoulders but is there a solution to getting rid of these biases for women in comedy for people that are attractive mm. for people playing ukuleles? <laughs>
1: i don't know if there's anything that can be done about the people playing the ukuleles on no. stage i'm doing my best i to, do to I, make it fun
0: yeah i mean a battle of the bands between you and kate McCoochie would be fun <gasps>
1: I would be so intimidated, but I would do it, and I would love it. It would be so fun. Um, yeah, I
0: think your physical stature would intimidate Kate.
1: <laughs> I'm very strong.
0: You are. I'm
1: very strong. Um, yeah, I. Bailey I don't does crab
0: maga, you fuckers.
1: Yeah, you freaking bitches. <laughs>
0: that was borderline polite.
1: <laughs> you freaking bitches. <laughs> it's like me on the bus in eighth mm-hmm. grade, like practicing cussing. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so how to fix the biases against like pretty people? I think if we all just shut up and we're like, oh, but Mm. all people are just simply people, regardless of like what your shell looks Mm -hmm. like. You are, you have a spirit. I'm about to sing the Pocahontas song. Oh, has a spirit, has a name. Okay, Uh. so but like truly, everyone is Mm -hmm. just like a soft, sweet, sad. you know, interesting person, mm-hmm. like regardless of what they look like. And mm-hmm. if you can see past that, if you if you can see past that in yourself, if you feel right. that way about yourself, you can feel that way about other people. So, yeah. Well, love yourself. <laughs> it's the solution. Go I love mean, yourself.
0: Yeah, I feel like comedians have been telling people to go to therapy for years now, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem to really take.
1: It doesn't take. No. I don't know if that's the solution to anything. No, really, it just sometimes gives you the vernacular to like get mad at people in a really like particular way. You know what wow, I mean? Wow, it
0: sounds like you're referencing a specific example.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Is that what happens when you get death threats?
1: No, not from uh, not from the death threats people. But, uh, yeah, just from, I don't know, this is more of a general thing. You know when people just go to therapy and then they have the language to Mm. just still be a piece of shit? But, like, it sounds like they're better.
0: Oh, my mom tried that this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. What'd she say? (laughs) She said, okay, so I got my first imprint byline in the LA Times. (gasps) Woo, woo. Right? Yeah, you did. And I texted my parents that I, a picture of, like, the actual newspaper, and they were like, oh, get us a copy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. some some context. They're both retired. Yeah. They both have plenty of money. <laughs> They're not like rich, but they definitely can afford a, a newspaper, newspaper even though it's four dollars. Okay. That's for not even weekend edition. Wow. Yeah. Inflation. But <laughs> um I was like, Oh, uh, I'm like really busy today. Can you there's like a Seven Eleven that's just a couple blocks from your house and she's like no there's not and I text her the actual address of it mm-hmm. and uh she's like I'm not gonna do that right now <laughs> and, oh yeah and, and 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 because I kept dragging it on so to speak she said never mind and then my dad texted me like stop being a lazy bum and like get us a newspaper <laughs> and then he went on this like kind of riff and I want to put that in giant air quotes riff <laughs> about how his crusty old Republican card would be taken away if he was caught buying a imprint copy of the LA Times what yeah yeah so this is all the reason uh, that I have to go buy a copy Oh, because
1: he doesn't want to be seen buying it
0: yeah which is dumb
1: that's insane
0: it's absolutely insane but my I, my mom brought it up again and relit it get it this uh past weekend mm-hmm. And she she's like, so why didn't you want to buy us a copy? I'm like, well, I think objectively it just would have been really so much easier for you to do it. And it would have been so much extra effort on my part to do it. Mm -hmm. And then my mom almost I'm trying to like like re get in touch with the exact moment. She was like, aha. I knew it this is you this is only child syndrome
1: <gasps> she she tried to catch you in something
0: uh, yeah but uh, but you're
1: not an only child
0: I was an only child for eight eight years
1: but you're but you have a sibling I
0: have a sibling also she explained like i, I was like please elaborate yeah and she said that uh i yeah, I didn't. It didn't even cross my mind to buy them a copy of this L.A. Times.
1: Oh, you're selfish. Yeah,
0: so I I wasn't thinking about other people, and oh. therefore the, it's like I'm thinking like an only child.
1: That's that's very much like the therapy speak. Or like I I, whenever you were like, "There's a Seven Eleven by your house," and she's like, "No, there isn't." I thought you were gonna say she was like, "You're gaslighting me." Oh, I she does like a that's lot of like gaslighting. A therapy yeah. Well, I thought she was going to accuse you of gaslighting her by mm-hmm. inventing a 7-Eleven that is by her house that she didn't know about. You sure. know what I mean? Because like that's the kind of like phrasing that mm-hmm. I think people. Are like, You're really gaslighting me right now. You're very. To- it's very toxic. hmm You know, it's mm-hmm. like yeah, we're all fucking poisonous. Like sure. just communicate what you actually want to say and don't disguise it with mm-hmm. like this these words that you learned. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. So that is. It, None of the people that give you death threats, people mostly guys.
1: <laughs> have you got any female death threats? No females have threatened to kill me. No. No
0: female identifying w- uh, people have threatened. All right. No. Wow. No. Wow. It's Very all telling.
1: been cis men. Yeah. Cis shape. Yeah. C- I don't know. I I've heard. Say I've heard. Straight. I
0: i do not know if this is ever going to catch on, but I have heard that cis het men is a derogatory slang for that.
1: How? You can't be derogatory towards oppressors.
0: <laughs> no, not really. Right? Like Yeah. I don't just like cracker will never be really an insult.
1: No. It's like you shouldn't say it because but. it like I, because why at this point? But like that that's like how when white people are like, "Oh, you're being racist to me, a white person." Like that's actually impossible. Mm-hmm. Because you're famously the mm-hmm. one who oppresses other people.
0: Yeah, I mean, there is, uh, you know, you can tie class into it, too, and there's ways to marginalize people like that in other ways, but... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, none of the people who (laughs) sent me death threats have been women.
0: Now, Bailey, would you have happened to have done anything to, quote-unquote, deserve a death threat? (laughs) I mean, you're just somebody who, (laughs) like... Speaks the truth and plays a ukulele, like yeah. yeah. I'm
1: just a boy cop ukulele player, uh-huh. a boy cop ukulele playing white bitch. Uh, Is that yeah, the name of your album? <laughs> yeah, It should be aimed at. Um, yeah, I did do some stuff. Apparently, I don't think I did anything that would have uh-huh. deserved death threats, but mm-hmm. that's just what I think, and right. I'm wrong. Right. Um. I did. I tweeted something that. Uh-huh. Uh, was apparently. Wait, 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 Let's
0: get some context here. So, okay. how long have you done comedy?
1: Um, I've been doing some form of comedy since I was like seventeen.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but
1: stand up, I've done for for over five years now.
0: Okay, so you've done stand for five years, mm-hmm. and would you say that you've gotten some form of male aggression throughout that entire time? Yeah. Yes. I, and for well, I mean, I know we're like being tongue in cheek about being boy police, but I feel like. You haven't, and there are comedians that do this really in a really funny way, but you haven't like advocated for men being like, stabbed in the throat.
1: No, I don't want men to be stabbed in the throat. Yeah. I just want them to simmer down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> simmer down?
1: I just want them to simmer down a little. Is that just Missouri coming out? It is.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just tickled to death. I just uh-huh. think you should simmer down. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that an SNL character? There's somebody who has a cat Simmer down now. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'll find that and put in the show notes. Um, <laughs> no, but so like, what what do you think? Oh, like, all right. So, what are what are you tweeting out there or putting out there that mm-hmm. is like getting things that are threatening your life? Which, thank goodness, have never been brought to fruition.
1: No, no. Um, so I this has happened a couple of times now. Um, the first time it happened mm-hmm. was right after Norm McDonald died. Mm-hmm. My aunt is a stand up comedian from Denver. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant. Her name's Nancy Norton. And when Norm McDonald died, she p- made this Facebook post. And she was like, hey, I love Norm Macdonald. I used to open for him all the time. Um, and one of the times I opened for him, uh, and this is all her posts that she's mm-hmm. like reading and or that she's writing. Right. And she's like, one of the times I opened for him, I had one of those magical sets and it was so fun. And then he went on right after me mm-hmm. and said, oh, did you guys like Nancy? You know who else liked Nancy is my hard fat cock.
0: Oh wow So that's what he
1: said And she You know It made her She wasn't angry she was just like bummed out that's a right. bummer fucking thing to happen right and so that's what she posted and she was like and then you know a few years later I went up and like told him I I'd opened for him again and I told him that he had said that and like that I hated it and he he said like yeah that sounds like me sorry mm-hmm. and that was fine and that was the end of the interaction and that was just like her memory of him that she posted right I screen capped that and put mm-hmm. it on Twitter and I went Norm McDonald was undeniably so funny such a genius well look at this this is interesting. like there's another side to it <laughs> Uh-huh. It was that was that poking? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was it but, antagonistic? A little bit, but I think really right. lightly mm-hmm. I had Jake. I had so many fucking Norm Macdonald fans mm-hmm. rip me apart on Twitter. Really? Like go to my YouTube. I don't have my stand up mm-hmm. on YouTube anymore because they all went to my YouTube page, downvoted my stand up, wrote shit. Like you're so fucking unfunny. Like fuck you little Amy Schumer. And I'm like, again, I'm keeping that mm-hmm. comment up because thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they, they went as far as like to message, um, the Instagram, some mm-hmm. of the, sh- for some of the, one of the shows that I run, Femmes the rules with Sammy Mallory. Mm-hmm. And, um, Uh, They
0: Like they flagged it or something?
1: They sent a DM to my Instagram and they said, kick Norton off your show. She's so fucking unfunny. And they're like, who do you think runs this account? Right. Idiot. It was like me and Sammy. And Sammy got on there and was just like, hey, fuck you. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) we're not. Yeah. So so they like attacked me. Someone called me, uh, yeah, like a wannabe comedian white girl ukulele player. And I was Mm. like, literally, that is what I am. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Uh And... I don't know. They they were like fuck, like, fuck you. You're so fucking unfunny. Someone said like, oh, I bet your dad did a bunch of fucked up shit to you when you were a kid. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. So this is the first time that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second time that it happened was pretty recently.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: was a tweet that I tweeted mm-hmm. that said, this is literally it's mm-hmm. so benign. Right. It says, when men raise their voice at you, just go, oh, buddy, big feelings. Mm-hmm. And that should help. Right end tweet that's the whole thing
0: yeah g-rated
1: so g-rated so g-rated there's not even a curse word in no, it no not not
0: any indication of violence no. or se- nothing
1: there's nothing in there that couldn't be in like a disney movie mm-hmm. you know what i mean
0: i mean a pixar movie ostensibly could have been called big feelings
1: literally that might have been one <laughs> of the like alternate names for up what is it called inside Inside out yeah yeah. inside out so you would think that that would be fine it was just so the opposite of fine like Mm -hmm. and and i'm still getting death threats i got a death threat yesterday i tweeted this a month ago and someone like threatened to kill my mom yesterday oh
0: great yeah as you recounted to me originally you had tweeted this Took a nap and then woke up to a bunch of shit?
1: Yeah, I went, I tweeted it kind of like at night. I went to sleep Mm -hmm. and then I woke up and, um, and it had just sort of like blown up. And I got so many people just being like, you, like, you deserve to get thrown across a wall. If you said this to me, I'd become a serial killer. Wow. Someone was like, I would fucking murder you if you said this to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of, a lot of women were like, I don't want to say this because I'll get hurt. Someone will hurt me.
0: That's even sadder.
1: It was really sad. It was really, really sad. Um, I'm trying to find some of the. Oh, oh God, here's some of the, like the responses. Um, let's see. Blah blah blah. <laughs> someone said you can tell when someone hasn't been punched in the face before for running their mouth. Um, <laughs> uh, someone said, oh, or uh-huh. get this. Listen to what he has to say. Like. Like, a lot of people created this, like, hypothetical man mm-hmm. and then defended him with their with violence towards right. me. I was like, I'm not even... You have no idea. There's no context here. Uh-huh. Like, in my mind, the context was, like, some random dude, like, mm-hmm. raising his voice at me for no reason. And right. they were like, this is why you're single. This is why you're unmarried. You deserve to get, like, fucking punched in the face.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um. I feel like it almost be worthy of like a gallery exhibit to like sort of have have like a in looped video of you like saying that on stage, <laughs> that joke, in just like the center of a room and then screen capped in like on like on display around it are all those tweets. Yeah. Or death threats. Like, Just what, to show
1: how yeah. the, the imbalance. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I also, I made a poll, too, under it. Because I, mm-hmm. I was like, um, this poll is only for men in this thread who are outraged by this tweet. Everyone else ignore. Um, am I sex? Oh, I was getting called sexist, too. I'm oh. somehow very sexist for that. Uh-huh. I said, am I sexist or do you want to beat the shit out of me or both? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also made a results <laughs> um, tab for people uh-huh. who just wanted to see the results Right So 3% of people seven uh, 7,000 people voted
0: Wow uh,
1: 3% said I was sexist 2% said beat the shit out of you And 2% said both mm-hmm. So that's like hundreds of people mm-hmm. Like because if, if it's both That's 4% So 4% of the 7,000
0: mm-hmm.
1: That's hundreds of people Wanted to do physical mm-hmm. violence to me Enough that they would like Vote on that You right, know what I mean Right
0: And are also They're following you on Twitter Like in a way where like They're
1: at least engaging with me on Twitter That's the best part They have no idea How many followers they're getting me Right You know
0: That and I mean I think there's just something Intriguing about like Why are you so obsessed With this person that you hate Yeah That's so drain Like To hate someone actively mm-hmm. Is so draining Yeah why the fuck would you do that every day?
1: I don't know. And there's it was so it's many. not like,
0: again, you are not threatening their life in any way, shape or form. No,
1: I literally, literally just said what I said, which is, oh, buddy, big feelings. If you yell at me, I'm going to say, oh, buddy, big feelings and like not take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, yeah, someone was like, you're going to get shot. I could pick lady I could pick you up and throw you men would destroy you mm-hmm. um, and then yeah uh, so so yesterday and again like this was a month ago mm-hmm. yesterday this guy was like women need to get yelled at especially the way they think and act in this fucked up generation some random other person said, ah, someone has big feelings. Uh And then this person said, ah, someone has no life and and no followers. Lord bless them. And I just looked at that person's account and they have 35 followers. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all I said was you have 35 followers, my sweet. Mm
0: -hmm. That's what
1: I said, which was antagonistic. And I know that, but, (laughs) (laughs) and then to that, Mm -hmm. to you have 35 followers, my sweet. This man said, I need to find out where and who your mom is so I can kill her for giving birth to such a fucking disgrace.
0: And that was today?
1: Yeah. No, that was yesterday.
0: Oh, yesterday. It was yesterday. On the 4th of July. On
1: the day of independence. Right. For the United... Yeah. He was like, uh, I want to kill your mom because you're fucking disgrace. Wow. Is, isn't that crazy?
0: That is crazy. I mean, like, okay, what what is the appropriate context for that comment ever? ever yeah
1: unless I like I don't know what it would be like it would
0: you, that you're also threatening to kill their mom
1: it would have to be that <laughs> I'm threatening to kill his mom but all I said was you have 35 followers and he was like I'll kill your mom I don't What know. what
0: is your lineage I want to end you <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I will destroy your legacy it's, it's just like okay I have this theory uh-huh. that when you talk to men who are upset as if If you like embody their mom and you talk to them like they're in trouble, it triggers them so much that they kind of like, you know, sputter (laughs) in like short circuit. Right. Um, And I think that's just another example of this. Mm -hmm. I think I think the the derogatory, like not derogatory, but just being like, oh, my sweet my little buddy Mm -hmm. big guy Uh honey you know like shut
0: up mom yeah
1: it's that it's like it's like they turn into these little boys and they like defend themselves against their mom who they're Mm -hmm. mad at you know yeah Yeah. Yeah. and then i am just like the surrogate for their mom right it's it's weird it's Mm -hmm. really weird i this is like a just a theory that i have but
0: yeah and uh, i'm sure that anyone uh, issuing death threats to bailey wouldn't be listening to this you never know. You never know. You never know. You never know, but I to you I say live your life. Be free of your parents. Yeah. They don't they don't have to weigh you down.
1: No. You deserve
0: Especially if you're not living at their house, which maybe you are. I don't know.
1: If you are, you should say thank you to them. Mm-hmm. That's really nice of them. Yeah. To keep you as long as they have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you are listening to this and you have issued me a death threat, like, please just know that it's very funny to me <laughs> and that I welcome more of them if you, if you feel like it. No, I don't feel threatened by any of them. That's the thing. Right. I don't actually feel threatened by any of these
0: people. Right. You've actually, um, you know, like t- 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 literally taken lemons and made it into lemonade by making it into other content. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah it's like it's great for me mm-hmm. they don't realize that by engaging with me like they're mm-hmm. making me blow up in certain like spaces you know right because right. in there yeah it's it's really great it's it's only helping me right
0: <laughs> now what what sort of world or comedy would you i i, I all right let me ask it this way if there was a world where there were no death threats against you for mm-hmm. just having trying to live your life and do comedy, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think that would change your comedy at all?
1: Yeah, I'm sure like, it but would. How so? Um, I it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I mm-hmm. feel like I feel like I would talk about what would I even talk about
0: this is why, why i'm asking the question before. bailey
1: <laughs> okay what would i talk about i mean it's not like i don't have an interesting life outside of this you know yeah, what i mean absolutely. but like um yeah I, th- I think my comedy would be very different mm-hmm. i think i think the content would be very different right i think i would probably just find something else to like you know
0: i think you would get weirder you think so you would talk about your like meatball or I guess <laughs> hobbit feet. Is, th- is that fair?
1: Um, we'll take it. That's <laughs> the worst thing anyone's ever said to me. But yeah, we'll take really?
0: it. Really? The worst? <laughs> Literally the worst?
1: Yeah. The worst thing that anyone has ever said to me ever is um. that I have hobbit feet.
0: I also asked if that was fair. I'm willing to retract.
1: <laughs> no, don't. No, it's already. You can't retract it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I edit. Well, I don't really edit this podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: you do. No, keep it in. Keep yeah. it in. Uh-huh. No. It's, no, it's okay. It's, 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 it's okay. I basically said that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hobbit feet, I will say, are much hairier than mine. Sure. And larger.
0: Yeah. I wasn't, like, imagining that you were smaller than, like, four feet. <laughs> And that your feet were as big as your head,
1: <laughs> okay, well, you just had hobbit feet, so I can only assume
0: yeah, it was it was <laughs> just a notion, anyhow, no, I think you would talk about that, or like, um you know the nuances of like being blonde and how that's a <laughs> construct, and yeah, whether that is actually having more fun, or why are we like <laughs> limiting people to their hair color.
1: I just if I didn't have the if I didn't have like uh-huh. boy policing to do, I just go straight to clown.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I just <laughs> take my top off and just like shriek. I honestly am not too far from that anyway. That wow. is that is I anyone who does that just know I'm obsessed with you.
0: Not to let the cat too much out of the bag, but I am writing an article that is surrounded about the idea of what is clowning and the idea that you think it's just taking your top <laughs> off and shrieking is so funny to me. <laughs>
1: I mean, what is it, though? (laughs) What is it, though? (laughs) I look forward to reading your article. Could I
0: quote you on that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, please.
0: (laughs) Some other people in comedy think it's just taking your top off (laughs) and shrieking, says (laughs) local LA comic (laughs) (laughs) family. Oh,
1: my God. I'm going to (laughs) get... I'm going to get texts from people who I've heard of from in years. You know, like,
0: actually, knowing the clown community, they'd be like,
1: yeah. Listen, some of the clowns are literally the best comedians I've see, ever seen.
0: I mean, and they're also very dedicated to, like, not getting... They they always want to be, like, kind of rebels in a way yeah. that, they like, they don't want to get ever too popular. So, like, their thing isn't, you know... Uh, mainstream cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like commercially I mean they they, they want to like live off of it yeah yeah and, but they don't want it to be at a point where it has to be like packaged for people that in a way where it's like well this is what we do anymore
1: yeah because if you have to if you have to package it at all it loses how gritty it is you yeah. know yeah um yeah i think like natalie palomitas and courtney peroso are two of the most talented people i've ever seen in my entire life right like i and they actually have experienced like quite a bit of success right with what they do on stage right um anyway what is clown what is clown
0: (laughs) what is clown i mean thanks to clown Uh, I've seen so many, uh, boobs and penises.
1: Oh my God. So much, so much dick. So many titties. Mm -hmm. It's delightful.
0: Yeah. In a very disarming way. Yeah. I remember I went to a a show that was, it was a burlesque show all done by clowns. (laughs) And, uh, there were some, there were some just straight up dudes they came to that show, they're like, Oh, I'm gonna see some titties.
1: Oh yeah, you're not gonna like these titties, and my like, friend.
0: Well the thing was there were some people who do clown that are very beautiful women. Yes. And so they were for that part they were like very delighted. Yeah and then there were like guys doing bits. Like somebody did like a whole strip tease to like an NPR like broadcast.
1: <gasps> that is hilarious. It is
0: so funny. Oh my but god. But I partially watched that one dude because he was like, This is funny, but this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> He's like he's like
1: looking at his hands, he's like, Am I gay? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like me finding this funny, is that like gay? Is that gay?
1: (laughs) It's like Terry Gross being like (laughs) this is fresh air. And he's like, Oh fuck, oh no. And there's yeah, there's
0: like a dude who's like fully naked, just like um like wagging his ass in the air. And everyone's laughing and having a good time. This one guy's like having a moment.
1: His masculinity (laughs) is just so challenged by this particular
0: moment. I mean, do I like it? What what does that mean?
1: (laughs) Am I an intellectual? (laughs) 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 What's worse than gay? Smart?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty great. That's
1: fucking amazing. I want to know who did that.
0: So I, uh, yeah. I I'll have to dig and find, but uh, please do. Yeah, it was it was so so funny. God, that's amazing. You want to do some comedy news, Bailey? Yeah, let's do
1: some comedy news. Oh, great.
0: First up, um, why don't we why don't we do? I mean do this first i i because it's just well i wonder your feelings about it because okay. i feel like i've missed the train on this um the latest minions movie <laughs> and you could tell my feelings about it because i didn't even bother to learn the actual name of the movie I, yeah i think it's like minions to the rise of Gru.
1: i think that's it i think wow. that's it okay. I, you didn't know
0: Oh yeah, well, you love
1: this movie. You're obsessed. It, <laughs> yeah, that's why
0: I have not watched. I think I watched Despicable Me and that's it. Same. Yeah.
1: Same. Actually, I watched the min- I watched the first 13 minutes of like the second Minions one because I nannied a bunch of kids for a long time. Sure. You know
0: how it goes. It is smashing so many Independence Day box office records, like making like t- Top Gun in theory supposedly like revived going to the movies. And this is just like making that look like a joke.
1: It is. Okay. I just saw this article. This is GQ four hours ago. Are you ready for this? Yeah. What is hashtag gentle minions? Why teens?
0: I know about this. Why
1: teens are wearing suits to minions? The rise of Gru. Yep. Teens are wearing suits.
0: And actually this is, to be fair, this is getting kind of perhaps a little conflated and out of hand. There were some teens, I think in Australia... Uh-huh. Just thought it would be funny slash interesting to just wear suits to the movies. Okay. Because no one does that except me.
1: <laughs> you feel you feel like they copied you.
0: Maybe. I think they did. Yeah. But like the, the idea of getting dressed up to go to the movies, they, they're like, ooh. And then what they happened to just be watching was like the mi- Minions 2. Yeah. And so I guess the hashtag Gentle Minions got, came from that.
1: It has to be something like that. I mean, yeah. I just saw the headline. But right. there's like a bunch of like news articles about it right now. Right. I love that people love this as mm-hmm. much as they do cuz right. like I okay, and maybe you'll agree cuz only seeing the mm-hmm. first minions mm-hmm. or the first despicable me. Yeah. The minions are great. They rule. <laughs> yeah. They're impo- they're so stupid. Like right. they don't say words. Mm-hmm. Here this here's something that's true. Mm-hmm. People love other people and things who don't really speak Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you can just project whatever your own bullshit is onto them right and it's positive because they don't say actual words you know what i mean
0: this is why my dad who is in his 60s is voted for trump twice is pro-life loves (laughs) k-pop
1: yeah that's literally why he's like i don't understand what there's what i think they're saying yeah
0: it sounds like (laughs) but i don't know what it is that is
1: really funny yeah do you do a bit about that kind of okay good because that's fucking hilarious um yeah i love that the minions are so popular they are ridiculous and Mm. so simple Mm -hmm. and i and i love that there's one at universal studios Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll look down and just see the giant minion you know right they're comforting they're comforting (laughs) they are comforting they can't hurt anyone it's something that's comforting
0: can you qualify that as comedy (laughs) I mean, I think technically, yeah. Minions Despicable Me is like a family comedy, an animated totally. family comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're laughing. Yeah, they make you laugh. They what do they make it like a human ladder with their bodies or whatever, and right. like that's funny. I do. I've never done anything funnier than that.
0: Right. Is is this perhaps prodding or instigating uh, from like a comic brain of mine? Maybe, <laughs> but I do wonder in these days, like how problematic is Steve Carell's accent in this?
1: what is his accent
0: well it's not you, clear it's not clear. It? it's not clear it's not clear okay it's okay. like vaguely eastern european oh well but, that's but white But it's, it, it's like vaguely okay just like there is i only know this because my dad play, played this video game for like five years straight <laughs> uh elder scrolls 5 skyrim He'd be like, played that. Your
1: dad played Skyrim and voted for Trump. That is so sad. Okay, keep going.
0: Yeah, he's an enigma. Yeah, no, he tr- I'm, tr- tr- truly.
1: I'm shocked. Yes. I mean, okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Also, Stardew Valley is one of his favorite games,
1: and he voted for Trump twice. Yes. Then he didn't understand Stardew Valley. <laughs> no,
0: he did not. Okay. I feel like if you explained how socialist the game is, he'd be like. No, you're wrong.
1: No, as he's digging through the the trash <laughs> of the baker's house, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for items.
0: Yep, 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 yep. You
1: fucking oh
0: yeah, but um, oh my god, I lost, I lost the thread of Oh no, uh, we're Steve talking Steve Carell's accent. Steve Carell's accent. Yeah, uh, vaguely with well, Skyrim. Mm -hmm. They have a vaguely like Norwegian accent, but you can't really pinpoint what it is. Mm. And so that is sort of all encompassing of like Northern Europe. Mm -hmm. Is it Germanic? Is it sweet? We don't really know. Did you kind of do it just then? No. Oh, okay. I mean, well, also I don't have an accent slash I guess I dip into various other accents based on the word.
1: Well, you are not a white person so no. you can do whatever the fuck you want
0: i also have lived of it i apparently when i lived in kentucky for a little bit my parents told me i had a southern accent
1: i would die to see that
0: yeah i know a lot of people would yeah. and I, I i i there's no evidence of it but i have to take their word for it
1: i believe it i fully believe it yeah um i don't know when actually that's not true i feel like i do know when accents are inappropriate to do when it's like not okay Mm
0: -hmm. and i think
1: like i think if you're a white person you can do other white people accents Mm -hmm. usually people are not mad at you
0: right but what about like you know italian (laughs) that's get that's (laughs) like uh, that's getting there is it like the really like cartoony like demeaning yeah like with the hands
1: oh yeah Yeah. i like oh i'm itching to do it but i won't (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Luke Knoll, a very, very funny yeah. uh, musical comedian, has Uh-oh. a whole song about how like uh, Italian accents are the last white accents you could do.
1: I think that's true. I mean, to save myself from future cancellation, I will not do it at this time. But as uh, soon as you turn this off, i feel like going to talk about the meatball font. <laughs> meatball.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting discussion because I feel like if you... There's almost like agency with that if you're if you have heritage and ostensibly you have like family yeah like if you have Irish if you're of Irish descent you maybe it's like people won't even think twice. Well, the thing is if you're white or white passing and you do a Irish accent, no mm-hmm. one thinks twice. Yeah. Or Scottish. Yeah. Um, if anything if you tr- attempt a Kiwi accent and you fuck it up, people get mad.
1: People get mad. And I've done that. Yeah. 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 I've done that. Oh uh, yeah. It was on the porch of the Lyric Hyperion in like mm-hmm. 2017. I tried to do a Kiwi accent and this girl was like, no. And I, I won't say how she said no. Cause it's a Kiwi accent, but uh-huh. she was like, this is so bad. Uh huh. And that's fair. And, I, I lived in Prague like right before the pandemic I lived mm-hmm. there for three months and so I hung out with a bunch of like Western European comedians who also mm-hmm. lived in Prague like mm-hmm. a lot of expats right. and I would get drunk like s- like just shit rip drunk and right. like do their accents mm-hmm. back at them and they were all mad at me uh. <laughs> but they were all like white people it was like this girl from London mm-hmm. this guy from Scotland like a bunch of Irish people
0: does she have a posh accent?
1: Oh yeah, she was so cool. She's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Tori Burton. She's like a stripper from London who does like she call
0: everyone babes.
1: Babes, yeah, <laughs> she totally does. Uh huh. She's so cool. I fucking love her.
0: Well, the Brits are very provincial about their accents. Mm. I mean, between like even different parts of London, or if you're from, let's say Manchester, mm-hmm. or um, like uh what i'm trying to think of not north mm newcastle
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah um yeah it's all it's all different i mean like even you know we were just saying new zealand with kiwi accents it's it's similar to an australian accent but it, it, it very distinct for certain pronunciations yeah
1: i don't have an ear for it mm-hmm. i can't hear it the, the differences.
0: Really? Yeah, I can't. Are you saying all accents uh, by white people sound alike, Bailey? Yeah,
1: I'll say that. I'll die on that hill. Every white person sounds the same to me. Every single one.
0: You heard it. All incels <laughs> and all white people are going for Bailey.
1: No. You just add in a whole. Yeah, and incels. All of them. They all sound like all white people.
0: <laughs> you know, I really don't think that would upset anybody
1: i don't think so either but knowing me i would get death threats <laughs> <laughs> fuck you i speak for all incels <laughs> you sure you want to do that yeah i gonna. Mean, I'll, I'll probably draft a tweet here in a minute
0: <laughs> uh-huh no, no i'm asking this like hypothetical incel. <laughs> oh. you sure you want to speak for yeah. all incels
1: <laughs> hey hey greg um don't oh. yeah <laughs> yeah hey greg yeah
0: are they what is there something cool about them that we don't know they ha- did they catch no. all the Pokemon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: cool. Well, I'm glad you found other people to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> but know that all of you need to do work. <laughs> all right, next news story. Uh Vice T V. Uh, Which is a thing that exists. I don't know if you guys (laughs) watch that because everyone's on streaming networks now. And who watches terrestrial TV? I mean, there are people. But anyways, Vice TV is uh, spinning off uh, another portion of their Dark Side series uh, and uh, going into a little mini doc series called the dark set of comedy. Mm. Um, cool. they were going to give a fresh look at an art form that has long shined a light on significant culture issues. And the artists have managed to create light in times of darkness. I mean, I think there has been a big wave of interest in comedy as the art form itself. There have been a lot of documentaries, not only of comedians, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there was a big two part Carlin doc that just came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a doc in tribute to um, Dick Gregory. There's one that kind of examines Bill Cosby's legacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's all within the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, people, you know, as evidenced by so many comedian podcasts, including this one, uh, are interested in how I guess the sausage is made. Mm -hmm. And in fact, a good friend of mine, Julie Seba, she did. Uh, it took several years to co-direct this documentary about nine eleven jokes.
1: Wow! Really? Yeah,
0: called "Too Soon" comedy about nine eleven, like tracing it from like just like two weeks before nine eleven, mm-hmm. all the way till now, and how we, how I mean, it's a great sort of roadmap for how like societies like heal from tragedy. Mm-hmm. Through the lens of comedy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there were points at which you're like, absolutely not. Don't make a 9-11 joke. And of course, when you tell people that or comedians that you're Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, well, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then, I mean, we're now at a point where there was a joke that Gilbert Gottfried told two weeks after 9-11 about like the planes hitting the tower or whatever. And like he got in a lot of trouble for that. Really? Yeah. And if you watch that joke now, you're like, yeah (laughs) that it
1: what do you remember the joke
0: um not exactly but i'll look it up okay Yeah, i think that's important i think
1: you can uh, this is such a fucking nothing thing to say but Mm -hmm. like i think as long as you i think you can talk about anything Mm -hmm. as long as you're being thoughtful and you're being funny Mm
0: -hmm. you know what
1: i mean like if you make a smart joke about something Mm -hmm. no matter what it is i think everything's fair game
0: What qualifies as a smart joke?
1: Um, I, I guess I just mean like not low hanging fruit, like not making it the punchline. You know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. Or maybe,
1: man, maybe even then, Mm -hmm. I don't know. As long as it's fucking funny and you thought about it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in order to make it really funny Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: not like just something that's like, so that anyone could think of. Right. I'm down. Right. I think. I think I could change my it, mind
0: without any regard to punching up or punching down.
1: No, I think you definitely can't. I can't. Ah, fuck. No, you can't punch down. I, I don't ever like jokes that are punching down. Right. Ever. Mm-hmm. But like if you're being funny mm-hmm. and you're punching up, then right. fuck yeah.
0: I found the thing is I talked about to Max Beasley about this. I and love Max Beasley. Yeah. And the thing is if, if it's on the side of, of jokes and about the joke than mm. the content or the topic per se, mm-hmm. you get a lot more latitude.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, jeez. I don't know what your feelings about Patrice O'Neill are.
1: You know, I wish I was more familiar with Patrice O'Neill's comedy than I am.
0: Patrice really liked stepping over the line a lot, but mm-hmm. he was such a good joke writer. Mm-hmm. That he would get, I mean, like, he's kind of specifically known for having people who would vehemently disagree with what his ostensible views are on things. But because of the jokes he would tell, like, mm-hmm. well, that was funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the Godfrey joke, Okay. Uh, as quoted from this article from The Daily Beast. Uh, Godfrey Gottfried's most renowned status set occurred during the Friars Club roast of Hugh Hefner in New York City. On September 29th, 2001, weeks after the 9-11 attacks, at the Rose hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, Godfrey told a 9-11 joke, I have to catch a flight to California. I'm not going to do his voice. (laughs) I have to catch a flight to California. I can't get a direct flight. They say they have to stop at the Empire State Building first.
1: That's – that. people were mad about that?
0: People were really mad about that. (sighs) Okay. And see, like, two weeks after 9-11, okay. Yeah. But now.
1: Who psh- fucking cares? Yeah. Who, who cares? Now it's not even, like, worth saying. People are like, what?
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. What do you think? Do you think, um, Here, here's how I feel, I think, mm-hmm. about too soon jokes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that. In order to really talk about a traumatic event, Mm -hmm. there does have to be, like, some healing that goes on before Mm -hmm. you can talk about it unless you're Tignataro, You know what I mean? Right. Like, in order to make it, um, I don't know. You have to do the work. You have to process it before. Mm -hmm. James Acaster has a a special where he talks about getting (laughs) dumped. His girlfriend dumps him for Rowan Atkinson. (laughs) Which is true. And, and just like. For
0: those who don't know, Rowan Atkinson is the. Mr. 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 Bean. Bean. He's Mr. Bean. He's Mr. Bean.
1: And James A. Caster got dumped for Mr. Bean.
0: And made a whole special about it called Cold Lasagna 1999.
1: 1999. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there's
0: more to it, but I feel like. Yeah. It, yeah Kill yeah.
1: myself, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> is that, I think that's what it is. I think it's cold cold lasagna 1999 if i'm wrong i'm really sorry um that's so
0: funny no it's not it's cold lasagna hate myself, <laughs> hate, 19-
1: myself. hate myself okay <laughs> i said kill myself and i'm very sorry i'm
0: sure somebody in the comments was like it should be cold cold lasagna. kill myself 2000 uh, way too late
1: Well, so that whole special he's talking about, like, it's not just that that went wrong. Like, he was having, like, really, he was having a really hard year in, like, mental health. Like, he was having, like, a very difficult professional year, like, ins and outs with his manager and things like that. And when he's talking about it, he says something that's so fucking important, and he's like, you people are not the first people I'm telling this to. You know what I mean? Like, I've done the work on this already. That's why I can talk about it. And it's like, I think that's kind of the key, right? Is like, don't burden other people with something, with your trauma. I don't like when people go on stage and they, like, just do therapy at Mm. you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it Mm -hmm. feels, just energetically, it feels really bad. Right. And it, it burdens you. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, not really... I don't think it's super ethical to do that. But if mm-hmm. you have done a lot of work on yourself right. and you can talk about it in a way that is not burdensome, then fucking do it. Right. But like Gilbert Goff, I don't know, because that's like a collective traumatic event. You know what right, I mean? Right, and right. So And two weeks later, no one's really healing from 9-11 in two weeks. Right. But I also don't think it's offensive. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: I think too soon goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And there's also like... Some comedians value the sort of dismantling of any sacred cow.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's that's not invalid, mm-hmm. but like just like that's a flavor of comedy that's not for everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also think it's really, for the most part, like I don't know what it really does to get, to get mad at a comedian for the jokes. And I say that and then like Dave Chappelle popped in my head and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, well... You can instigate harm if you have, like, a big enough platform. But, like, if I got on stage and, like, told a joke that someone was offended by, I would right. be, like, I don't know who this is really helping for you to be offended. Well,
0: I would say, so, Gilbert's nine joke, mm-hmm. that's, like, about the joke.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it, that's not really centering and punching down on like the 911 victims.
1: No, it's not. It's just
0: versus like touching Dave, the context. Dave barely telling jokes and then just basically saying like that ripping tran- on trans people. Trans people are people.
1: That's that's an important distinction. Are they jokes? Yeah. Are they punching down? Yeah. Yeah, he and I like I didn't to be honest, I like didn't even watch his his specials and like I don't Right. want to i yeah. don't want to mm-hmm. um
0: then you can't have a conversation <laughs> yeah. dave has uh, uh said publicly that he's willing to have a conversation with the trans community if they meet him at a place of his choosing after they had watched his special
1: why would anyone want to have a conversation with dave chappelle <laughs> about yeah. anything yeah i i wouldn't i'm mm-hmm. not gonna we're not gonna get anywhere right we're not gonna talk about anything that right. i'm not gonna be listened to you know right uh, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter. Like I don't know. I, I just th- there are so many like people who are trans who I love, and I'm just like I'm not. And I don't I, fucking care about this special. I don't care about watching right. it.
0: Which is so I why it, it begs the question why is he so obsessed with it? Because what's sad is it's totally undermining everything that he does say that's very crucial to the black experience.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: He has so many great illuminations on that, and that's just gonna. Not mean anything.
1: Yeah. Well, you can't. He can't speak on an a very like personal and raw experience that isn't his. Like mm-hmm. no one should do that. That's mm-hmm. weird.
0: Unless Dave isn't telling us something. <laughs>
1: bum bum <laughs> bum. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He. I think. I think he's just too big to be relatable anymore. And yeah. like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. God bless him. <laughs> Simmer down. Simmer
0: down. It's like, oh, you're gonna sign off now. God bless. Simmer God down, bless everybody. God bless and simmer down, everybody.
1: Yeah. And I get my ukulele out and just walk off stage. Right.
0: Um, I know you got to get going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even. T- 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 Woody Allen's gonna make a, his last movie. Who gives a shit? It's not even supposed, yeah. supposed to be a comedy. You should have
1: made your last movie years ago, buddy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Who
0: fucking cares? <laughs> Fuck
1: Woody Allen. Uh huh. Who fucking cares? Yeah, that's my take. I'm
0: pretty sure Meryl Streep plays someone who's like 30 years his junior in Manhattan. Like, like, what? Like, there's okay in this movie? No, not in this movie. Oh, in like a movie from a long time ago that oh. people happen to some people happen to love. Um, I mean, not. All right, not to put it, conflate him with Cosby, mm-hmm. but that like Cosby, there are hints at his behavior in his work. Yes, there are several young, conventionally attractive women that are going with artistic geniuses that are not conventionally attractive. That are men.
1: Yeah, where'd you? Where did you get that idea? Yeah. Why
0: is this like a prevailing theme? Yeah. Dude.
1: Almost like you're thinking about it constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't... Man, I honestly don't know that I've seen very many of his movies. Mm-hmm. He's another one where I'm like, oh, you're fucked up? Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't care to watch anything you've made then. Maybe that's sad because I, I know a lot of people do love and, his movies. And, I mean... But it,
0: any Hall stands as kind of a tragedy of that because it is a really great romantic comedy that is will always stand in sort of rebellion against the rom-com stereotypes in almost mm. every regard.
1: Yeah. It's what do you think about like separating art from artists? Can you do it?
0: It's a case by case basis. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I would love to quote James Fritz where he's like, we have to separate the art from the artist. Like we have to cut off Woody Allen's head. <laughs> so we get the art away from the artist.
1: James Fritz.
0: Hell yeah. James. That's so Fritz. funny. Yeah. I mean, it depends. It, yeah. It really depends. I remember joking on stage cause I, I love to go dance and I, mm-hmm. would, in all the years of all the allegations and trials of Michael Jackson, no, dj on the planet ever stopped playing mj yeah and like i remember i would feel weird about dancing to it i would like stop dancing or dance very pathetically (laughs) and like protest with i mean which is so weird but i remember in that time i i would ask audience members like they're still playing michael jackson like what what would he have had to do
1: for yeah. you to stop
0: dancing and, yeah. it, and because obviously fucking kids wasn't enough. Yeah. Like what if you there was footage with that and Yeah, with like,
1: that's where yeah. And usually
0: where audiences would stop it's like if we had footage of him fucking a dog.
1: A dog? Um, yeah. Not even a child, a dog? Yeah. What? Yeah. There wait, so they value like a golden retriever over like young boys?
0: That's how good Thriller is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Th- what's fucked up is Thriller is so good. It is. It's so good. I love it. The music video for it, like, right. I still watch it, and I'm obsessed. Yeah. 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 Um, and I shouldn't be, and, and that's a lot to think about. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You know, you make more noise when you sneak by. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Yeah, it's super fucked up. Well, Bailey, this has been so fun. It's been
1: so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I feel like my this friend. could be two
0: hours longer, but, you know, we'll save that for another time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you online and send you nice things?
1: Uh, you can send me nice things or death threats if you want. Uh, all of my social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter is at Bailey E. Norton. Right. Right um it's all
0: gonna be made into more content baby yeah
1: (laughs) fuck me up
0: (laughs) oh god please lift bailey up jesus christ yeah
1: i'm getting a lot of hate on there guys i could use a i could use a kind word (laughs) um (laughs)
0: that's fine you do whatever
1: you want you're your own person.
0: And Permanent Vacation.
1: Yes. Permanent Vacation. Um, monthly show at Permanent Records Roadhouse in Hill Park. It's mm-hmm. on Sundays. It's super, super fun. The next one is July 17th. I don't know when this is coming out. Right. Uh, um, tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh, perfect. July 17th. Mm-hmm. Come see it. It's a free show. It's super, super fun.
0: At one of the LA's coolest places? Yeah,
1: at one of the coolest bars and venues ever in LA. I love it.
0: What's happening with Fems The Rules?
1: We're on hiatus until the fall, but then come back and you can see men get interrupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very fun show. I love it. I host mm-hmm. it with Sammy Mowry, who's a genius. And mm-hmm. we just facilitate a place for men to be hushed and shushed. And it's great. All in good fun. It's all in good fun. Yeah. It really is.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Only
1: the best men do this show.
0: So. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have you on.
0: Oh, I would love to.
1: I'm having you on. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you Great. on stage. Okay, cool.
0: That'd be... I can't wait.
1: All right. Come see Jake Kroger because he's he's on the next one when we come back.
0: It, it is a point of pride of mine that there was... Guys, remember when Clubhouse was a the thing? <laughs> uh, they had a, a room very similar to Femmes the Rules. Really? Yes. And um, Melanie Baldonado was like... Um, Oh, yeah, Jake's in the room, so he, you know, he's he's great. He runs the comedy bureau, and, um, you know, we'll let him say a word. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say a word. With what no word other did g- you choose? Um, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good. Yes, good man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and everyone else didn't even get out a full word.
1: You got two. Yeah, I got two. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, Wow. Champion yeah. of women. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Uh, I'm Jake Kroger. I create the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at the Comedy Bureau across socials at the comedybureau.com. You can find me on Instagram at NotTheSupermarket and on Twitter at MFJKroger. There are make many great causes to support this time. I don't know. Pick, Take your pick. Abortion fund, gun safety, climate change. If there's a thing to like just. Dis- Bar or impeach the Supreme Court? I get like I don't know how that would work other than voting in the midterms. (laughs) Uh, Do all of that, uh, but if you have money and generosity left over, please support the comedy Bureau. And uh, do you have anything as we uh, to say as we sign off?
1: Um, just be nice to each other. (laughs) What is this? Yeah. Uh, be nice to yourself. Be nice to each other. Women are funny. Yeah. Beautiful women are funny. Beautiful men are funny.
0: Put that on a t-shirt.
1: Put that on a t-shirt.
0: In Place of oh my god, I forgot. Uh, I forgot who brought this up, but they were like, Oh, it was uh, Jennifer Freeman. He's like, Remember when we thought the future was female? It's not, <laughs> it's
1: not, it's really not. Yeah, yeah, it's really I, not.
0: That's yeah, okay. I used the t to clean off stain on my floor. That
1: is so funny,
0: and unfortunately, so true.
1: No, it's so true. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, live comedy is happening, guys. Go support it. And as the great Bertie Stevens would say, enjoy it.
1: Enjoy it. Push, believe. Okay.
0: The Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Grunio. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family.